Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. installment of the sports coma with big Q and the guys where we have intense entertaining educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family I'm big Q if you don't know and I'd like to welcome you to sports coma live man this is is terrific man over 500 shows well over five years of dedicated Saints love or well over well over 30 years of Saints love but five years actually covering it in this format, over 500 shows in a TSC live formats, well over 100. So thank you for all joining us to today's show. And as, as I always say, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're going to welcome somebody to the show today. Very special individual covering uh, Saints information and Saints talk from Sports Illustrated. Mr. Bob Rose, we're going to bring him in, bring him in momentarily to talk some Saints with us. We appreciate him for giving us give him us his great time today and uh we'll get into some saints talk today family as you can see that the name of the show today is pj's back <laughs> pj's back <laughs> 
which some which some people say, oh man, PJ's back. Come on, Q. Come on, Q. Now, actually, you know, I'm not mad at this move now. Now, some corresponding information, of course, P- Eli Apple. His deal didn't quite work out with the Raiders. So you might have got the best of the bunch. I'm just making fun. But I mean, the reality at the end of the day, who that's all the family members in the building. I see you, Kevin. Dundam 13. Scoob, who that to you, Scoob? I appreciate your family. When you messaged me, I was just putting, we was getting, we was just about to go live. Elite Goods, who that to you? DLP 2600, who that to you? Family Tramal, who that to you as well? Carlito, Carlito, who that to you? Robert Clark, who that to you? And all the great Saints Thank Tank members chiming in as well. Derek Allison, who that to you? Neville, I see you, Neville, who that to you? Superstar Louisiana boy, who that to you? DeWright, who that to you? DeWright, way out in Florida. All the flat family members are there chiming in. Good to see everybody is well and doing well in this time of turbulence. So let's keep it moving. I want to cover the PJ Williams story first before I bring Bob Rose in. And of course, this is the deal. PJ Williams, of course, he, he decides to come back to New Orleans. And a lot of people are not too, too happy about it. But it's just a one-year deal worth about $2 million, according to various reports that's out there. And he played mostly at nickel and uh, corner last year. And I was kind of impressed with PJ's play at safety. Don't get me wrong. And I've often said that I think he'll do better at the safety position. And he ain't played that since he was, what, in high school? But I, he looks comfortable. I mean, his skill set is he's the big, he's a cornerback. He's probably your best tackling cornerback that you have. He has absolutely no problem coming up tackling you. Your coverage, that's a whole nother issue. But but the Saints decide to go back with him and lock him up for a year. Now, he has four interceptions, 151 tackles, two sacks, 24 pass defensed in 47 games, and 22 starts with the black and gold. So the Saints going back to familiar territory with old PJ Williams and, and, and like so many family members in the building, I know that Kevin GM, Kevin doesn't like it. <laughs> who that to you, Josh? I see you. Good to see you. Ricky Jones. Who that to you, Ricky? Jesse Jackson. Keep hope alive. Good to see you there. Jesse uh, in the building as well. James Taylor. Who that to you? And all the beautiful <laughs> black and gold men was chiming in. Travis 504. I see you, fam. Dada. I see you, fam. Good to see you in the building as well. So a lot of mixed reactions. Mostly people not happy PJ's back. I actually like it. I actually think PJ is back. He's versatile. He showed that he could play a little bit of the nickel in a pinch. Hopefully, we can explore that some more. I love to see it, but that's a lot of competition coming up uh, that that the Saints are signing, plus whoever they draft, if they draft, and of course the undrafted guys on the back end of the draft as well, like the Saints do so well at. So that's the beautiful thing about it. So without further ado, we cover PJ. I want to bring in Mr. Bob Rose, man. Mr. Bob Rose, many of the great Saints Think Tank family members know about Bob Rose because they read his articles from his uh, from Sports Illustrated. And he writes for uh, Sports, Illustrated, Sports Illustrated, contributes from them, as well as Bob, what is the Saints News Network? Is that correct, Bob? Yes, sir, it is. Uh, and then before that, uh, Canal Street Chronicles as well. Okay, okay, okay. All great venues, man. All great venues for Great Saints Talk. And we're going to bring Mr. Bob Rose in here and introduce him to the Great Saints Tank Tank like we don't know who this man is. We know who the hell Bob Rose is. We're going <laughs> to have him on the show. Well, first of all, like I said, I'd like to thank Bob Rose, man, Bob, for for uh, accepting our invitation to come on 
and talk some Saints talk with the great Saints. Thank, thanks. So once again, Bob, appreciate you, man, for doing this and talking to the family members. Oh, big Q, I thank you so much for having me. Uh, everybody on the Who Dat, uh, chat live, uh, live chat line, I hope you, uh, all of you and all of your families are staying smart and safe as well. Uh, but it's truly an honor to be, uh, to be joining you today. Uh, thank you and thank all of you for your support. It means so much to me and so much to all of us, uh, both at the Saints News Network, SI.com, and uh, certainly Canal Street Chronicles as well. Thank you, Bob. Those warm sentiments are reciprocated right back to you, my friend. Uh, just just appreciate you and all the work that you guys are doing over there. Great work. And uh, here we go. I want to uh, who that to all the family members. Joy chiming in. I see more of the family members. Revolt Control and everybody. Who that to your family? Chiming in as well. Joy and Isabella. Good to see your family. Hope you all are safe. Everybody's safe, like Bob said. Now, Bob, I want to get into some of your thoughts on the Saints free agency. Of course, we had the, the re-signing of Drew. Uh, everybody was kind of wanting to find out what would it be? Uh, how much would it cost to get Drew back? He gave him a discount, $25 million, uh, four-year deal, two voidable years. Uh, Sean Payton kind of spilled the beans on him. Retiring next year, I'll do that second year. I don't know too much. I don't know. But what are your thoughts overall with all the signings, the Andrews Pete, the, the re-signings and the signings of guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Butler? I mean, Malcolm Jenkins, <laughs> Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Jenkins and other guys. What's your thought on free agency? You know, I really, really like what the Saints have done in free agency. Uh, yeah, first and foremost, forget the fact for one second that, uh, yeah, that New Orleans made a conscious decision going into the offseason uh, to retain their own talented core. Uh, because I, you know, I fielded a lot of questions, comments, and a lot of criticisms about, uh, you know, hey, the, the Saints aren't going out and signing anybody. Uh, they aren't doing this. They waited too long to go for this player. Guys, this is a team that went uh, over the last three seasons, they've gone 11-5, and 13-3, and three, and 13-3. and three. I would say that they've done a pretty darn good job on the football field. So in the front office decision, if you're Mickey Loomis or especially Sean Payton on the sidelines, why wouldn't you want to keep most or as much as you can of the team that's made Super Bowl, legitimate Super Bowl runs for the last three seasons? Uh, and then on top of that, you know, with basically the entire country being shut down, uh, mm-hmm because of the coronavirus concerns. Right. Think of the off-season programs now for, the, for NFL teams at the very least as we sit here on uh, in early April. At the very least, these teams are going to be limited with what they can do in their off-season programs. So that handcuffs, that really handcuffs new players uh, and jumping ahead a little bit, rookie draft picks as well, Mm -hmm. uh, to get up to speed with their new teammates, their new systems, their new coaches, et cetera, et cetera. The Saints, again, because they made the decision to keep as much of their core as they can, they already are. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. (laughs) extremely familiar with one another, extremely familiar with their coaches and their systems on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, so from that aspect, I think they've done a fabulous job. Uh, and again, forget the fact that you know we keep seeing the Saints re-sign this player and the Saints re-sign that player. If you and I went into free agency with a clean slate and I told you, hey, we came out of free agency, we just signed Drew Brees, we just signed David Onyemata, uh, you know, it, we uh, we just signed Malcolm Jenkins and you know, Justin Hardy and Emmanuel Sanders, and I could go on and on and on. I would say that you you tell me, Bob, you did a pretty darn good job in free agency. So let's look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, New Orleans did identify some of their most glaring team weaknesses this offseason. Number one, in my opinion, being a bona fide number two wide receiving threat to Michael Thomas. They went out and signed Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, and Emmanuel, he's 33 years old, but he showed us last year with the San Francisco 49ers uh, that he's got at least a good bit of solid football in him. Uh, Emmanuel comes in. He's never been the number one target on any team he's ever been at, you know, with. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the Pittsburgh Steelers, not Denver, and you know, not San Francisco last year. Uh, but he's, a th- he's still capable of giving you a 1,000-yard season uh, if he was asked to step up and give you that kind of production. He's extremely good route runner within the short and intermediate zones uh, with the potential to get deep on a defensive back to keep them honest. So I think that that's a big, big check mark for New Orleans there. Um, offensive line, and I've heard a lot of criticisms about, you know, I can't believe the Saints re-signed Anders Pete, folks. <laughs> who, else, who, <laughs> who else are they going to get? Uh, I know Pete has been inconsistent, and I've been critical of his play from time to time myself. Uh, but the offensive line, probably more so than any other position group in the sport of football at any level, the most important thing, probably equal to talent, is continuity. Uh, and over the last three seasons, there aren't too many teams that could boast a better offensive line, offensive starting five, than the New Orleans Saints on their offensive line. And Pete, of course, has been one of those guys. So, again, why wouldn't you bring him in, bring him back? I was a little bit surprised at the amount of the contract. Uh, but to keep talent or to get talent, you've got to pay for talent. Right. Uh, there weren't too many offensive guards on the market. Uh, as soon as Joe Thune was uh, – uh, franchise tag by the New England Patriots. Uh, my own attention turned to uh, Graham Glasgow mm. uh, you know, from the Detroit Lions, who I believe signed with the Denver Broncos. Uh, and he signed, he signed with Denver fairly early on. And as soon as that happened, I thought to myself, I'm like, the Saints are either going to make a heavy run at re-signing Pete, or they've got to identify interior offensive line with an early pick in the draft. They chose to re-sign Pete because they, they, they kept Pete 
they restructured Janoris Jenkins to keep mm-hmm. him around for an, uh, for an extra couple of years, and they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. What that also did is give the Saints a lot of flexibility with their first-round draft choice. Right. Uh, we know Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis like to keep their cards close to the vest and pull out a few surprises every now and then. Uh, there's not going to be anybody that raises an eyebrow now if the Saints uh, you know, go into the draft uh, I don't think any of us are thinking they have to draft a wide receiver or they have to draft an interior offensive lineman right. uh, because they have Pete, they have Sanders. Uh, you know, could they add another piece with their first round pick? Of course they can, and it wouldn't be a bad move at all. Uh, but now they're not back into a corner because of the moves that they made in free agency. Um, probably their biggest loss from the name recognition standpoint was Vaughn Bell. Uh, and I love Vaughn. I love Vaughn's game and how much he's progressed in the last four years. Uh, but I was worried all season long that they wouldn't be able to resign him. So to me, that wasn't a big, big surprise. Uh, but you, you traded a star for a star. Uh, you know, when, you know, when Vaughn contract negotiations broke down with Vaughn uh, and they brought back Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, and I say brought back because as Saints fans, you know, yep. uh, he played his first, uh, his first four years with New Orleans uh, and at a Pro Bowl level for the most part. Uh, so again, there's that familiar with your defensive system type of player. It's not going to take Malcolm Jenkins long to get back on track with Dennis Allen, who was there when he was there, uh, when he was here with New Orleans before. Uh, so you're not talking about a safety that has to learn a whole new system here. Um, yeah, he is still, yeah, he's a little bit older than Vaughn, obviously. Um, but he's played at a high level and a an extremely durable player with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jenkins has been over the you know over his career there, uh, so I think we're getting you know we're not we're not downgrading our safety position by tr- basically trading off Malcolm Jenkins for Von or Von Bell for Malcolm Jenkins. Excuse me. Uh, they re-signed DJ Swearinger, uh, who I was hoping that they would. You know, DJ brings some starting experience at both safety positions. Uh, so good, solid depth signing there. Uh, probably the pick that uh, the signing that surprised me the most was Onyemata. Uh, mm. I figured David Onyemata would command more money on the free agent market than what the Saints ended up re-signing him for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of the needs that we all know that New Orleans had going into the offseason at other positions and their depth at defensive line, I didn't think that they would make a run at Onyemata. So I was pleasantly surprised at that. Uh, it gives us a good indication of how much, how highly they feel about Onyemata as a player uh, and about how much he's developed and how much further they'll expect he'll develop uh, you know, as far as the defensive tackle position is concerned. Uh, you know, so as far as the pick that's uh, the signing that surprised me the most, it was probably Onyemata. Uh, but like I said, uh, if you went into free agency and you removed the previous te- uh, teams from all of these players and you told me, we're going to come out of free agency. We just signed quarterback Drew Brees, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, uh, starting guard and Andrews Pete, and et cetera, et cetera. I'd say I'd be willing to bet you a heavy, uh, heavy amount that you said we did pretty darn good in free agency. You know what, Bob? Those are all terrific calls. The David Onyemata resigning, which was the very first thing the Saints did out the gate was very surprising because I picked both him and Pete as guys that we were going to lose. Obviously, because I felt Onyemato would have, because of his performance and what he's, like I've always said here, that he, you have yet to see the very best of David Beast. That's what I call a guy that's beyond that. But the, <laughs> the Andrews Pete thing, speak you, you, you know what, Bob? You preaching to the choir. We got a lot of 
Andrews Pete naysayers in the Great Saints think tank, and I always have to have to find myself defending Andrews Pete because of his versatility. I don't know too many other players play mm-hmm. four positions on offensive line except for center. And then, of course, the Saints trust him so much so that when Teron Armstead, if something happens to Teron Armstead, Andrews Pete, if he's there, he slides out to his position to to protect Drew's blind side. So, you know, those are all terrific calls. I love the Emmanuel Sanders, the Malcolm uh, Jenkins move as well that you spoke to, the re-signing of those key uh, young guys. And then the point that you made about the environment in which we're in, being that we are the, the teams are so limited in how they can then go out and uh, reach or contact people, so to speak, so they can arrange physicals or whatnot. So the, the back-end strategy is to go with them old familiar guys who you have have you groomed to a point and you know what they can do. So I'm, I, that's a great point. Let's let you mentioned all the like some of your most surprising moves on your mind and some of your other favorites. What's one of your least favorite moves of the Saints offseason thus far? Uh, I have two, uh, and okay. I'll start with the moves that they didn't make. Uh, I, I and. I truly expected that the team would release Patrick Robinson at some point. Okay. Uh, when he was on the field last year, he was nothing but a liability in my right. opinion. Right. Uh, and you know, given his extremely high salary and lack of production uh, coming into the season, that's why I expected that they would make uh, that they would move on from Patrick Robinson uh, and address the co- needs at cornerback in other ways. Uh, so frankly, I was disappointed that they, uh, you know, that not only Patrick Robinson is still on the roster. Now they did reshuffle his deal a little bit mm-hmm. to give themselves some additional cap space. Uh, you know, so at least his price tag isn't hurting them as much. Uh, and then the other move, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of PJ Williams. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll spare you the language that I use when the news first gets a wire. Uh, uh, I think I know what you said, Bob. I know. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, oh, that's funny. The, having said that, the points that you made about PJ before you uh, before you brought me on the air, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, first and foremost, a one-year, two million dollar tag. Uh, you know, that's like throwing nickels in a, in a wishing well. Uh, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing to Mickey Loomis and company. So, you know, you get away with a team-friendly deal there. Uh, again, P.J. is extremely familiar with the Saints' defensive system. He is, if not the, the secondary's best tackler, uh, certainly close to it. Uh, and he does. You know, we know Sean Payton and those coaches love versatility, and P.J. will give you that. Uh, I'm with you. I have been calling for PJ to move to safety since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he played extremely well in that role last year. Uh, you know, when Von Bell and Marcus Williams both went down with injury, and I think that we saw the natural skill set of PJ Williams come out there. Yes. Having said that, as soon as PJ Williams moves into a slot man coverage role, be oh, it slot or outside on the boundary, uh, I know as a fan. Uh, I'm I'm holding back tears, and mm-hmm. as an opposing quarterback, I'm going to be smiling ear, ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I understand why they made the move that they did. Uh, and once I let my initial emotion die down from it, it made sense to me, and you know, only further backed up by the points that you brought up uh, in opening your show. Yeah, it, that's the thing, Bob. To be quite honest with you, on Mickey Loom, uh, on Mickey Loomis is bringing it back. I know the familiarity thing. But the P.J. Williams, man, 
is is such an enigma with us. I mean, we he's been here long enough in the Saints system where he's not supposed to be as inconsistent as he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like and then fundam it's key easy fundamental breakdowns which lend itself to lack of concentration perhaps you know the system you know the verbiage it's just it's just bouts of just mental lapses and if you go back and read his i I tend to do that from time to time here on the great saints tank but go back and read their scouting reports it mentions that on the scouting report so (laughs) So, that's something he would need didn't shake thus far but yeah that that i'm I'm with you on that i think he really looked good as a safety please keep him away from the nickel position or anything (laughs) that goes with a cornerback please you know but there are several other players the saints brung on hopefully they'll keep him off may perhaps chauncey gardner johnson could play more of that slot position being that uh so we have a bevy a multiple palette of different safeties back there perhaps we can have pj back there in that capacity and and like i said before before it happened i was like yeah this is what i'm talking about switch chauncey gardner johnson and pj uh williams and they did it and they both looked just really well at it so i mean that that hopefully they can see that and make a move on it uh, let's go to your, to the next topic here, Bob. Uh, what positions left over in the draft right now? Uh, I mean, not not the draft, in the free agent cycle right now that you feel the Saints still need to address to kind of complete the team? Or is there anything that you see out there or not? Linebacker jumps off the page first to me. Okay. Um, and, and I know a lot of recent mock drafts uh, have shifted and have the Saints perhaps targeting a linebacker early in the draft, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this regime, the Sean Payton regime, uh, has often had more success with signing uh, free agent linebackers than they have at nailing one in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Anzalone perhaps being the exception to the draft pick. Uh, and I really, because of that, I thought that the Saints would bring in uh, at one or two linebackers via free agency. Uh, and there's still a few good names out there. Uh, Nigel Bradham from the, uh-huh. the Philadelphia Eagles uh, jumped to mind first. Uh, if you want a uh, an early down guy that you're going to have to take off the field in pa- obvious passing situations but mm-hmm. has uh, some veteran savvy, Alec Ogletree is another. Mm. Uh, I think Kentrell Brothers uh, from the Vikings, he's still a younger guy, uh, and you know, it, he, he'll, uh, he gives you some versatility as well against the run and the pass. Uh, so there's still a few good linebackers out there. Um, also cornerback. Uh, and then part of your yeah, part of your show opening, you did mention that uh, Eli Apple is back on the market. And we wrote about it the other day too. Right. Yeah, uh, I, read I wouldn't that. be. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against bringing Eli Apple back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the Apple hater that a lot of people out there were. <laughs> I, they call him Rotten I Apple thought, on this show, Bob. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Uh, I thought Eli played extremely well the last half of the 2018 season and started off 2019 as good a cornerback as there was in the league. Uh, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, people don't forget, Marshawn missed, I think, three, maybe four games with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eli stepped into that number one cornerback spot. And look at the schedule and the teams that they played, uh, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, Apple stood up to their test and flourished. Uh, he went downhill, obviously. I'm not going to deny that. He got injured uh, injured a mid, a knee at midseason, uh, and I have it on good authority that he never did recover from that. Oh. Uh, and then his confidence confidence got real shaky, uh, mm-hmm. which is what you know what all of us saw as viewers. Mm-hmm. 
because you can't deny how well Apple p- played before. And again, just like we talked about with TJ Williams or Andrew Speed on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, consistency is not the first word that comes to mind when you think of Eli Apple. Uh, but when he's playing well, especially on an outside, a bigger receiver like we see in the NFC South, right. uh, Apple is a good, solid number two and number three cornerback. And if they can get him on a team-friendly deal like they did with PJ, uh, which Time remains to be. Yeah, it remains to be seen where Eli will sign, or you know what kind of deal it'll be for. Uh, but you're not bringing him back as a number two cornerback in that instance with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already have obviously Marshawn, and now you have Janoris Jenkins. So now you have Eli Apple as a number three. Show me around the league a better number. If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Three cornerback and someone like Eli Apple when he's playing well. Uh, and there's a few other cornerbacks that are still on the market as well. Surprisingly to me, uh, Bashad Breeland from the Chiefs. Wow, yes. Uh, I, um, um, who I was a big, uh, I was a big advocate coming into the off season of uh, bringing Breeland in. Uh, Dark Quest and Art, former number one draft choice from the Bengals as mm-hmm. well, is still out there. Uh, so Logan, unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Logan Ryan. Um, I don't know what those guys are asking for or expecting from the open market, Apple included. Uh, but if you can get them on a uh, on a one year prove it to me deal, that's usually pretty team friendly and pretty salary cap friendly. Uh, and if you can do that, again, that kind of crosses off your draft needs list at cornerback, mm-hmm. so you can focus on some other positions with your uh, with your first and second day picks. I mean, that, I mean, you have some very firm experience in. Very solid linebackers, veterans out there right now. Cornerback-wise, wow. I mean, they're just a, a solid group of veteran cornerbacks out there that's just that that blows your doors off. I'm like, wow, these guys are still, still sitting there? You know, it's just, you know, you usually got to hunt for those guys, but it's just, this season is very weird. But, yeah, the, the Apple thing to me was, you know, I like I, w- I was an Apple guy, too. I protected Apple and – you know, and you're right. And you can see that he lost that confidence and he just went down and down and down. But what would you say? I'm going to ask you two questions, Bob. And then we're going to switch topics to something else dealing with the free agent. Number one is, what would you say to 
of family members out there who believe Eli Apple cannot play the slot. What would your thought process be on that? I would say to flip on the tape of 2018, uh, especially uh, the, the playoff game against Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, Apple is, I will agree that Apple is better as an outside boundary cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, but in 2018, uh, against Pittsburgh Steelers and against the Philadelphia Eagles uh, are the two games that come to mind. Uh, you know, I did see Apple into some, you know, moving into some slot coverage roles, uh, and I thought that he performed pretty well. Uh, yeah, would he be my top option there? Not necessarily, um, but we have uh, we have seen C.J. Uh, Gardner Johnson there, right. uh, who I thought played spectacularly in that role last year. Uh, yeah, so if you have to put a multi multi uh, cornerback package onto the field, you do have some versatility. Say you do have Apple back on the team as your number three corner. You can move Marshawn Lattimore into a slot and Eli Apple flip him to the outside when he's on the field. Uh, and we know, we know Sean uh, plays well in the slot as well. Uh, so you can flip those guys around if you absolutely had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would not, I, I also, uh, I wouldn't agree with the assessment that Eli Apple is a liability uh, as a slot quarterback. Again, I've seen him in that role in a few, you know, a few Saints games that I watched and I I thought he played uh, pretty well. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. If my thing is, even if Eli Apple, if people didn't see enough of Eli, Eli Apple in the slot, Bob, I mean, as as, as in t- a talented player as he is, former first round draft pick, played out Ohio State, very talented guy. We really don't think that he can learn how to play that position. Seriously, I mean, it's right? Not, right it's, it's Eli. It, he's not a bad. He's not a bl- bad defensive back. <laughs> You know, and I have to keep saying that about protect. I feel like I need to contact those guys and 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 get money from Andrus and Eli Apple for defending them like a public defender. Bobby, I mean, seriously, I've been defending them and 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 all that. But let me ask you another question pertaining to the defensive end position. A lot of other family members out there believe that defensive end is still a issue with the Saints. You had the, the injuries that occurred last season with uh, Cam Jordan, who <laughs> didn't repeat him until after the season over, that he was hurt four games uh, toward the back end of the season, plus the, the playoffs where he had that injury. And then, of course, Davenport, who's missed uh, two back-to-back seasons with injury. Is, uh, in your opinion, is Edge Russia a concern with the Saints? A lot of question marks behind those guys and the fact that there was not mu- there was much wasn't much of a pass rush when Davenport went down from his side either. Is there a concern there about the pass rush? What do you think about that? The only concern I have at the edge rush position is Davenport's foot and injury problems. Right. Uh, I, I, I've gotten in arguments with people that will call him a bust, and I just shake my head. And right, I, I wouldn't no. say that. Look, uh, yeah, look at what he does when he's on the field. Uh, long-term concerns about that foot uh, are certainly valid. Uh, and the time that he's missed during his first two seasons are also, uh, you know, valid points. Uh, but when he's on the field, uh, he, he is a monster, uh, especially opposite from Cam Jordan, who you know is always going to draw double and triple teams. And while Cam continues to produce against that type of blocking, you're uh, you're then asking the opposition to cover a player like Marcus Davenport one-on-one on the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that advantage any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when, you're right. When Davenport has gone down, I like Trey Hendrickson. 
uh, but not as a starting player, not as an every down guy. Uh, you know, he's more of a change of pace kind of guy. Right. Uh, the Saints really, really like Noah Spence when they brought him in last year. Uh, and they re-signed him this offseason, so that shows you how much they like him. Uh, you know, Spence gave us some flashes of good pass rushing ability when he was in Tampa Bay uh, for the first couple years of his career. Uh, you know, we never got to see him in a Saints uniform last year because uh, you know, I think Spence was put on injured reserve only a week or two after he was signed as he was getting acclimated to the system. Mm. Uh, and another guy I really like, uh, and I liked him coming out of the draft, uh, you know, even though he went undrafted uh, because of some legal difficulties. And, uh, you know, the Saints signed him to, a, to an undrafted free agent deal contract. Carl Granderson, mm-hmm. uh, he is an extremely talented young man, uh, especially rushing the passer. Uh, we only got to see flashes of him last year because of the depth that the Saints have at that spot. Uh, I will be interested coming into training camp at how much progress that Carl Granderson has made because, remember, he couldn't even play in preseason games uh, or early season games with the Saints last year because of that legal difficulty, which has since been cleared up. Uh, so he now has a full off season uh, with coordinator Dennis Allen uh, in that defensive system. Uh, so I'll be interested to see about Granderson's, uh, you know, Granderson's pro- progression. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Outside of Davenport's health, mm-hmm. uh, I, when you look at the roster, I don't have a major concern about the edge rushing position. But then when you when you point out a little bit deeper uh, about Hendrickson's inconsistency as an every down player, right. uh, same with Noah Spence and Davenport's injury history, mm-hmm. then yeah. Uh, it may not be a bad idea to look into another edge rusher. Uh, you know, a friend of, and I suspect he's a friend of yours too, but a friend of ours at SI.com, uh, Mike Dettelier, uh, you know, has a saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's two premiums uh, when you talk about football teams uh, in today's game. Uh, the guy that can throw the ball and the guy that can get the thrower on the ground. So you can never have too many edge rushers. Um uh, May not be a bad idea to kick the tires on uh, on a veteran free agent that might still be out there, and there's a few. Um, and if one if a, if a potentially elite pass rusher tumbles in the draft, and you have a chance to grab him with the number 24 overall selection, again because of the way today's NFL is set up, uh, you're hard pressed on passing that kind of guy up. You know, uh, you make some that that that's very valid. Points because I, I was looking at it too, Bob, and saying to myself, "Man, we could never, you could never have too many pass rushers, you know." And I look at the San Francisco 49ers, how the San Francisco 49ers were consistently drafting yeah. defensive linemen, and Bosa, uh, 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 what's it, Armstead, and the likes, and they, and look at that fierce pass rush that they have played. So my thing, looking at the Saints. Uh, defensive line. I just don't have as much faith in Trey Hendrickson as I had before because uh, Trey Hendrickson plays reserve minutes, reserve guy minutes, mm-hmm. but he can't even complete that. And it's you know he he consistently has to deal with issues and injuries. Carl Grandison is a question mark. Potential he has the potential, but who knows if he can all he can truly put it together. And 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 developing these guys, I don't have an issue with. But if you're in a window. Well, you're telling me that Drew Brees has one season left and he's in, in this, and you're signing experienced guys like Malcolm Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders, who you have on basically two year contracts. Why would you then mess around with trying to develop an edge rusher as opposed to 
right now the market has several really tantalizing characters that you can go after and it wouldn't break the bank for you to go after these guys. That's just my my, my thought process on the defensive end position because the defense, the pass rush makes the secondary look so much better. When those guys Absolutely. are mess, when those guys are throwing the quarterback around and knocking them around. And of course, in our division now, we have Tom Brady, the statue. <laughs> he just glides <laughs> and moves. He can't move that much. You have, of course, Teddy Bridgewater's the mobile of all of them. And he's not that great of a scrambler. And then, of course, Matt Ryan, who looks like he's running in slow motion. So, I mean, we have guys that's not really that mobile. And if we can get a, our pass rush together, we can cause some havoc, this, not just in the NFC South, but throughout the NFL. And I just really think the Saints, we need to key in on getting that edge rusher, whether it's in free agency or perhaps in the draft. And I hear people telling me about, well, Q, the, the Saints don't want to uh, draft another edge rusher high because it might look make Davenport look bad or they made a mistake with him. My response to that is who gives a rat you know what? I mean, right. if you, you got to get the players. We have one year left, according to what they're saying. I think it's a little more than that. But one year left of our Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees, at the top. We cannot mess around with pass rusher. We need to get that situation resolved as soon as possible. So, therefore, it just makes everything run so much better when we can sack the quarterback, get strip fumbles and the, and the likes and the momentum swifts, sh- shifts that come along with such things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, what you think about that, Bob? Uh, hey, no, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and you know, it, while it, you know, if I had to sit down and do another mock draft right now based off who I know is going to be on the board, mm-hmm. would I predict that the Saints draft one at twenty-four? No, not necessarily, not with their other needs. Right. Uh, but again, uh, you know, for the reasons that we both just pointed out, uh, if if a guy that is, uh, if an edge rusher that is projected to go in the top twelve or fifteen starts tumbling, and they always do. Right. Uh, and your opportunity to grab one comes up at number 24. How, how can you tell me you're going to pass that up? Uh, you know, when you have so much talent on both sides of the ball, uh, and you know, and, and we've seen, we know how talented Marshawn Lattimore is as a cornerback, for example. Right. Uh, he's as talented as there is in the league, but you can't give the opposing quarterback five seconds, four seconds to throw right. the football. Uh, your receivers are going to beat your cornerbacks every time right. or draw a flag based off of the rules in today's NFL. That's correct. Absolutely. A hundred percent, a thousand percent agree with you. That's why it's the pass rush situation. I often said that. Now, I keep saying that to people about the pass rush situation. And don't get me wrong, a lot of the positions, the wide receiver position was one of the weakest last year for the Saints. They basically had one wide receiver and the rest of the guys didn't contribute that much. And they basically operated with Mike and Elvin and Jared and and the likes. But Mm -hmm. the reality at the end of the day is the pass rush situation is so uber paramount insofar as Jenkins, like like we made, uh, Cam is 30 years old now, Bob. He's 30. Yeah. And uh, he's getting he's getting a little up there now. And then he had this injury last year. You see how he looked in those last four games and in the playoffs, and how impact, how just totally, just the, the pass rush just disappeared. Kirk Cousins looked like Joe Montana out there against the Saints. I mean, we could not get to this guy, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? But we definitely, most most certainly, and then Davenport's injury history, like you astutely mentioned. I mean, I remember when the Saints drafted the guy shortly after the draft, he was having surgery. And I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, how, did they play a football game in between era? But it's just, <laughs> and then it just kept going over and over again with the kid. And it's just, he's been snake bitten, you know, with these injury situation. But still and all, when we don't have the 
third, the situational pass rusher that can come in and alleviate uh, pressure off of these guys by giving Cam some rest or giving Davenport an opportunity to rest. Then we're going to have issues because none of these guys that are edge rushers, the Hendricksons, the Grandersons, or the Noah, the Noah Spence, who has the talent, but have yet for whatever reason to put it together consistently, these guys will have to step up on the major level. And I just don't have the confidence based upon what I've seen for Trey Hendrickson, who's, in my opinion, probably the more accomplished of all those guys right there because of his consistency. He's not there. He's always hurt. When you need Trey Hendrickson, he's hurt, and he's hurt as a reserve, and that's the thing that kills me. It's like, how are you hurt as a reserve? You don't play that much. How are you hurt? Are you playing football in between the game? But anyway, but but let me move on to the next question, my friend. Um, Elvin Kamara, this is a, is a, is a thought process that's kind of bounced around Saints groups and Saints circles everywhere. I constantly hear this about Elvin Kamara. With is, is uh, of course he brought in this new agent, Rich Paul, and a lot of people didn't like how Elvin finished the season last year. He, you know, it, it just didn't look good. A lot of people wasn't really enthused or excited about how he ended the season. So, what's your thought process on him getting a new agent and being in the final year of his deal? Or is it potentially we're looking at a holdout from Elvin Kamara for more money based on some of those uh, those little facts that we just thrown out? What is your, what's your, what's your opinion on that? And boy, I tell you, uh, if you look through N- uh, recent NFL history uh, and star NFL players, when they come into that last season, when they change agents, it's usually a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed uh, that we're wrong this time. Uh, but yeah, all, all indicators are uh, at least at this stage, that Alvin Kamara, and I've not heard anything officially, this is just my own gut feeling, putting mm-hmm. two and two together. Uh, but all indications to me are that uh, Alvin Kamara does look like he's going to hold out, uh, if tra- assuming training camp goes on as scheduled, uh, until he gets a new deal. Uh, he made no secret of the fact that he wants a new deal uh, very badly going down the stretch of even last season uh, when he wasn't playing his best football. Uh, and I do think I, I do think that Sean Payton and the Saints recognize how important Kamara has been to their offensive success uh, in his three years with the team. So I don't discount that. Uh, but may I remind our Saints fans, our Saints family, mm-hmm. uh, about the ego that our beloved coach has, <laughs> uh, and he truly <laughs> he he truly believes that outside of Drew Brees, that no player is bigger than his system uh i don't i I don't have to remind people of the jimmy graham situation or even the darren scroll situation yeah uh they let scrolls walk uh when they could have brought him back at an affordable price uh because negotiations got a little bit ugly uh you know negotiations quickly broke down with mark ingram uh a, a, a year ago uh and i that was the fault of both sides, if you ask me, in Ingram's situation. Uh, and we know negotiations with Jimmy Graham got contentious. Uh, and even though that they did ink Graham to a new deal, they traded him less than a year later. Uh, I'm not saying or suggesting that that is going to happen with Alvin Kamara, but don't be, uh, don't jot it down and uh, etch it in stone, folks, that Alvin Kamara will be a New Orleans Saint beyond the 2020 season. Uh, mm. 
he doesn't strike me as the type of player that's going to hold out all year. I don't see that with Kamara. He's too much of a competitor, uh, and he does truly love his teammates, and I love is reciprocated right back to him. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if we saw a lengthy holdout into training camp uh, and with running backs. That's also a recipe for disaster uh, because without that training camp or some preseason, a little bit of preseason action behind them, we've seen some star running backs then get uh, be plagued with hamstring and quad injuries yep. all year long, soft tissue injuries right. uh, that can be prevented when you're in better playing shape. Uh, now, Kamara is a competitor. He's a warrior. He keeps himself in shape all year long, but it's far different when you're working out with your trainer and when you're working out in the gym than it is with your teammates on the football field. So, yeah, I think a, uh, I think a holdout is extremely possible. Uh, and I don't – I'd say as far as whether the Saints are willing to uh, sign Alvin Kamara to a long-term lucrative deal, which is going to be what he's expecting, like top three running back kind of money mm. – uh, I wouldn't discount it, uh, and I'd like to see it for Alvin and as a Saints fan personally, uh, but I, I'd say it's a 50-50 proposition at best. That's, that's, that, that's actually really, really telling, and I appreciate that really, really powerful truth because a lot it, the Elvin Kamara situation is is sitting right in front of you. It's like the elephant in the room if you're dealing with the Saints. The guy is your key running back. He does basically everything in the, yeah. the, the offense, catching out the backfield, running in between, outside. And I often kept saying you shouldn't rely on one player as much as you do because if something happens to said player, then you would have to try to generate offense somewhere else. So I would like to be to kind of keep the offense balanced, allow Elvin to do the space stuff and let the heavy – the heavy loading or the heavy carrying allow Latavius Murray, who's more God blessed to be able to do such things. The physical stuff mm-hmm. uh, he did not to take nothing away from Elvin Kamara, super strong guys. I've seen him drag safeties and <laughs> linebackers. He's terrific run through the grass with defensive linemen. So he's very powerful in his own right. But the usage of how you would use such a weapon like Kamara in space, in my opinion, and Latavius Murray would be the guy would you pound the North South runner who's built for such things. That's very powerful. The just to add a little caveat too that that, that kind of makes me think when you was talking about that, Bob, was the fact that I know that Elvin's people have to be watching what Christian McCaffrey's doing, and McCaffrey yeah. already issued told Carolina he's not coming to camp without a new deal. So in 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 you know, and that's the last thing I'm gonna say on the Elvin Kamara situation is what would be too much for the Saints? Because according to Sport Track. They're saying between ten to thirteen million dollars is his market value. So, is would would you be comfortable, or the Saints would be comfortable with signing Elvin Kamara to a ten million plus deal? I mean, you know, that's just not what it's going to look like at today's NFL. If anybody would get that money, I probably would say McCaffrey, but I don't know about Kamara and the Saints. What's your thought process on that? And it is, I saw that number from Spot Track too, mm-hmm. uh, and it is hard to argue with that market value. Uh, I don't, call me a modern thinker, uh, even though I'm an old guy, uh, I have a hard time paying a running back 10, 12, 13 million dollars a right. year. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Paid after portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com/audio. That's e t h o s life.com/audio. Knowing that the shelf life for the average NFL running back uh we may have and I don't think so but we you know, statistically speaking we may have already seen Alvin Kamara peak uh and it could be a slow mm. downhill trend from here if injuries build up I'm not saying that that's the case no I get what you're uh, saying but statistically speaking uh you know 4 to 6 years for an NFL running back uh is their shelf life and Alvin's coming into his fourth year uh you know, so and I realize he's looking for a long-term deal and I don't begrudge him that he's trying to take care of his family and his health and his well-being mm-hmm. uh you know for you to set himself up for the future uh but even a running back as special as the skill set that Alvin Kamara has uh I don't personally I I would like to see them try to negotiate uh a, maybe a shorter term deal uh, a three-year contract rather than the four or five that I suspect he might be looking for uh, for an average of about $8 million a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that they're going to pull that off because, like you said, he's probably he and Christian McCaffrey are watching each other very closely now right. uh, and, you know, and, and the teams that they play for. And at this point, it's going to be who blinks first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think McCaffrey, based off of the sheer numbers, McCaffrey will probably come away with a, a higher money deal. But Alvin is not going to be far behind. Uh, and he's the type of player Alvin is. Uh, and uh, with the type of talent that he is, if he hits the free agent market, uh, the Saints aren't going to get him back. I, oh, I, no. Somebody, somebody is going to overpay him at that point. Right. Uh, so if we go into, if we're sitting here uh, in February or March, early March of next year, uh, and Alvin Kamara has not been signed to any kind of long, longer-term co- contract extension, New Orleans isn't going to franchise tag him, and he's not going to be a Saint anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Bob. I think it's like you said, the shelf life on these running backs four to six years. Very, and then, uh, then you culminate that with the fact that the NFL draft coming along has so many splendid running backs. That's a, I've never seen. Well, it's been a long time. Let's just put it like that. That I've seen such a talented crop of running backs 
coming out of college. I mean, just Swift, uh, Taylor from Wisconsin, uh, Dobbins from uh, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, it just it goes on and on and on. So to you know, you kind of think about it. And we love Elvin, but uh, do you really want to pay that much? I would not be. I wouldn't <laughs> be for it. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be for paying him that kind of money, especially when you paid. You just paid uh, Mike Thomas a big chunk of change, and I won't yeah. say begrudgingly they did it, but they knew they understood. That Thomas, you know, wide receiver is a little different than a running back because the devaluing of the position. But I mean, you might do better in facing the facing down a draft and finding a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, somebody that can run in between, possibly because this is a crazy world, man, in terms of the NFL. You never know how to go. But I, it's just it's man, it's just like one of those things that I hope they can reach somewhere in between and the money comes from some other way, you know, not to 10 million, but I, I just think with that agent, Bob. With Rich Paul, you know, doing a negotiate, I just don't have good prospects for them coming to an agreement that works for both the player and the team. That's just my that's just my opinion no, based on what I see. There's an ugly track history there mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with Mr. Paul and uh, contract negotiations. There's no question about that. Uh, and you know, we we know Sean Payton again, and I, I love the man. I do, uh, you know, but. His, his his ego just may not let that happen. And, you know, Peyton has unearthed talented running backs in the late rounds or un, as undrafted free agents, Chris Ivory, Kyrie, yeah. jo- uh, Kyrie Robinson, yes. Pierre Thomas. Now, yes. they're no Alvin Kamara, uh, but he made his offense work with them. That's true. That's true. And uh, other guys that didn't last as long, but he got what uh, what was the guy? Um, he slips my mind. Uh, you mentioned Robinson, Kyrie Robinson, and uh, the guy that went to the Jets. What was his name? I, I forgot. There's so many of them that I tend to forget forget these guys. Right. But you, you're absolutely right that he does a terrific job in finding these backs uh, undrafted otherwise that actually come on and contribute. They help the team. Uh, let's move from that, Bob, uh, from Elvin Kamara, because we done did all we could do with him. Uh, let's talk about the Lattimore, Ramchek, and Demario Davis. These guys, some pivotal uh, members of the Saints team left uh, with uh, one-year deals remaining. What's your thought process on those guys, Lattimore, Ramchek, and Demario Davis and receiving uh, new deals heading forward? Uh, well, and I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, uh, you know, but, the, but the Saints did announce that they're going to pick up the fifth-year uh, rookie right. option on uh, Ramchek and Lattimore, which I thought were spectacular moves uh, because that now delays their free agent negotiations, which and they're both going to carry a high, high tag with them. Uh, yeah, that delays their negotiations for at least a year. Um, so, and you know, you're talking about a, a top three, top five cornerback, uh, and in my opinion, the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Ramchak, certainly the best right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I thought the Saints were you know, were ingenious uh, in executing those moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly under, you know, when you're talking about you know, moves made during the free agency period, those were highly underrated moves. But I think it's going to benefit the team. Uh, because that now leaves you staring with the co- contract negotiations uh, for a year from now uh, with Demario Davis, Alex Anzalone, and Sheldon Rankins are the three big names, uh, and Larry, Larry Warford, too. Uh, and <laughs> Davis is a big one. Uh, I think he's 31 years old or be 32 during the season, uh, but the man is playing the best football of his life. Right. Uh, you, have to, you have to retain him. 
assuming that we don't see a big drop off in his play this year, and I don't see how you know, any reason why we would. Uh, you know, he Demario has been such a key to this whole defense, to this whole team, really. Uh, he really stepped up and took the mantle of uh, you know a, a leadership role. Uh, for that defense and for that team. And there wasn't a linebacker that played better football in 2019 than Davis. Uh, and then you factor in Anzalone, you know, we talked about you know, injury concerns with him, but when he's on the field, he's a talent. Uh, and, you know, Rankins being an impending free agent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the re-signing of David Onyemata is kind of telling uh, for what, that they, uh, what they expect uh, mm-hmm. from Sheldon Rankins. Uh, it's it, they put it, the team put themselves in a new lose situation because they'll have Onyemata if they lose Rankins, uh, you know if they would have let Onyemata walk, uh, you know which both you and I expected as we said earlier yes. in the show that almost puts you into a must sign situation with Rankins uh, to retain your talent on the defensive interior defensive line. Uh, so it gave him some flexibility with Rankins, uh, especially because he was a little bit inconsistent coming back from that Achilles injury last year. Uh, I expect a bigger year from Rankins, uh, but we won't know that until he ste- uh, steps onto the football field. Uh, but, yeah, truly, I think uh, the most underrated move of free agency was the fact that the Saints did pick up the fifth-year options on Lattimore uh, and Ramchek, uh, give them some time to, you know, to regroup, take a breath, and focus on other – pending free agents a year from now, like Demario Davis at the top of the list and Alvin Kamara, who we mentioned before. They're going to need a deep breath with that, deep breath with that one, Bob, because, man, the kind of contracts they're going to have to come up with for, for Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek, you talking about some serious money for the contracts going to look like for those yeah. guys. I mean, according to what they're saying, their value is supposed to be, what, the top three of their position? So, Wow. Those are going to be some hefty contracts. Demario David hopefully won't be a contract that kind of breaks the Saints, but I agree with, agree with everything you said. Demario's fantastic. I mean, he has been uh, the guy that he's been Mr. Availability. I mean, prior to that, we had musical chairs at the linebacker position, if you remember. <laughs> so, I mean, he comes in, stabilizes everything. His ferocity, intelligence, he's a community man as well, a religious man as well. I mean, he fits well here. His home is not too far away up in Jackson, so near Jackson. So he's just been a fantastic contributor to the Saints team. And, man, we're so fortunate. And it's so unfortunate that he's been snubbed for the Pro Bowl because the guy has been yeah. playing at a high level. He should have made the Pro Bowl. But – uh. Let's go into the the draft talk here, Bob. Let's talk a little draft here, if you don't mind. Uh, Heading into the draft, you mentioned linebacker early in the interview. You talked about linebacker, something that you would like to look at. The Saints, uh, I think you mentioned defensive back as well. Uh, What players you think uh, going into the draft you think would help uh, with the Saints' needs remaining? Uh, Well, I'll start. The the other day I put out my first mock draft. I usually do two mock drafts. Okay. and a little bit behind the schedule because I'll do one prior to free agency, which I missed out on, and then you know one about a week or so before the draft. Uh, so I was a little late in releasing my first one. Uh, but in my first one, I had the Saints choosing with their first-round pick, uh, LaVisca Chenault, uh, the talented playmaking wide receiver from Colorado. Okay. Uh, and I did that, obviously, with the knowledge that the Saints have signed Emmanuel Sanders, as we pointed out earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, like we said, like we each agreed, 
because of the moves that the New Orleans Saints have made in this free agency period, all that's done is give them some flexibility with that first-round draft choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, It hasn't backed them into a corner. Uh, you know, thinking like last year, we knew that they were going to ex- uh, draft an interior lineman. If not with their first pick, then very early. Uh, and you know, they were almost forced to to move up and grab Eric McCoy, which was a terrific selection. Uh, but they didn't have the options that Sean Payton usually likes to have going into this draft. And I realize and I understand how talented the receiving core is. Uh, at least on paper in this draft, but it still wouldn't surprise me if Sean Payton said, I want to give Drew a new toy. He saw last year, uh, you, you look at the two Super Bowl participants uh, and the you know, eventual champion, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had a virtual track team uh, at wide receiver. Uh, and yeah, you know, Tyreek Hill was the name that stood out uh, and Travis Kelsey was your playmaking tight end, mm-hmm. uh, but they could go three and four deep at wide out. And all of those guys were basically clones of each other and gave defensive secondaries nightmares. Uh, Peyton knows what an offense like that can do to defenses because he's had offenses like that. Uh, and then you look at the other side of the ball uh, and what the San Francisco's ha- uh, San Francisco 49ers had. Yeah, they had Emmanuel Sanders that they grabbed with a midseason trade. Uh, but what Debo Samuel and the versatility of that young man meant to that their offense as the season went along, uh, they would line him up at different spots in the formation, which, which we know Coach Payton loves to do with uh, certain offensive toys that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, the opportunity to grab a guy like that in the draft, I think may be too tempting for Coach Payton to pass up, uh, which is why I went Chenault in my initial mock draft. But I could see a guy like Justin Jefferson, too. Uh, he mm-hmm. is a long-term star at wide receiver, if you ask me. Uh, or if you if you do choose to go another direction in the draft, a uh, guy I love, and I know Peyton doesn't draft LSU players, so I'm always very hesitant to pick them in any mock draft that I do. <laughs> uh, but Patrick Queen, I'm a big fan of Patrick mm-hmm. Queen, uh, the linebacker from LSU. Uh, not as big a fan personally of Kenneth Murray, uh, who is uh, like Queen, uh, expected to be grabbed off of the board between the mid part and the final two thirds back half of, of round one. Uh, but you can see the Saints grabbing either one of those guys at linebacker and really boosting that position uh, or defensive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not entirely confident with the depth that they have behind. There's not too many tandems better than Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins. Right. Uh, but you go to three and four corner uh, cornerback sets. Uh, even if you do move Gardner Johnson into the slot like you and I both think that they will, mm-hmm. uh, I still don't like the depth that they have at the cornerback spot. Uh, so you could see them look hard at a guy like uh, C.J. Henderson, who if right. he tumbles a little bit from his mid-first-round projection. I, I'm a big fan of that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or another guy I wrote about on Sports Illustrated the other day, uh, a feisty, more of a slot guy projections for, mm-hmm. uh, but Jeff Gladney out of oh, TCU. Okay. Um A.J. Terrell out of Clemson uh, is a bigger outside guy that could stay with speed receivers. Uh, uh, so my top three, my personal top three needs going into the draft uh, are, uh, for me, probably I'd list them as linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, and then depends where your draft board falls. Okay. Yeah, that was th- th- that's interesting because obviously, let me ask you this about uh, – you, you're taking LaVista Chenault there in the mock. Obviously, you're not that 
you don't have that much confidence in Traquan Smith, do you there, Bob? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Had to kind of build up to it. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Trey, what would you think about? I mean, a lot of people feel the same way. Traquan, he had a tremendous performance in the Redskins game, but mm-hmm. uh, that performance was far and few in between. I mean, the third year, they're saying he's supposed to have a jump. What's your, what are your thought process there on uh, Traquan Smith? I, uh, yeah. Q, I don't. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. See that at Traquan. He'll tease us with his natural abilities. Uh, the Redskins game and the Eagles game of his rookie year, I mean, he was absolutely spectacular. Uh, the Rams loss early last season, he was having one. Uh, the, most of the team sleptwalked through that game or maybe uh, maybe stayed at the hotel spiritually, but Traquan showed up to play <laughs> that game. Uh, but I, I won't lie, I didn't like the pick coming out of the draft. I, I didn't like like him as a player when they uh, drafted him out of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have... Uh, good downfield ability, but when I watched his collegiate film, mind you, I saw a guy that got real hesitant in traffic and in the middle of the field, uh, and you know, real inconsistent uh, alligator arms. I'm showing my yes. age when I use that term, but uh, he gets alligator arms uh, when a safety's creeping around him, uh, and in traffic, he doesn't show a great deal of uh, of wiggle to his routes or separation, and I haven't seen much difference from him over the last two years. Uh, I'd love to see a big jump in his performance. I don't, you know, he seems like a really good kid. Uh, his teammates love him. Uh, Drew does trust him, uh, which has gotten a team into some trouble at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I haven't seen, uh, you know, seen anything that makes me change my opinion from him, uh, from the opinion I had on him as a rookie. Uh, and you know, the the fact that the Saints signed Emmanuel Sanders, I think, I think the signing of Emmanuel Sanders was telling in a couple ways. Uh, you know, and number one, it does fill the need that we you know, that uh, was so glaring 
um, production outside of Michael Thomas at the position. But last year, when we didn't see the Saints make any moves at wide receiver, they didn't draft one, they didn't move to pick one up in free agency, which isn't unusual uh, for Sean Payton at, at that position, uh, and they didn't try, they didn't weren't able to pull the trigger on a big trade early in the season. That told me that going into the 2019 season, that need another. We don't need a thousand yard guy. Uh, we don't need a hundred catch guy. We have that, uh, but we need a guy that's going to threaten defenses uh, and make them think twice about dumping their entire secondary coverage over uh, over can't guard Mike's way. Uh, and the fact that they signed Sanders uh, and are meeting with so many wide receivers so far, they did so at the combine. Uh, and you know, as, as NFL teams are starting to set up their virtual meetings instead of attending pro days, we're going to see them meet with more wide receivers than they have in the last year or two. Uh, I think that that tells us that they don't have nearly the confidence in Traquan Smith heading into this year that they did heading into last year. Yeah, it's getting close now. He, he's in his third year, and a lot of people are saying, where is this guy? Why is he not doing or showing up how he's supposed to be showing up? And like you, I did look at his his uh, his uh his college tape, and I've seen him. This guy is the guy that I want to see <laughs> right. play for the Saints. But I often said, I'm like, they're playing him. I've seen him work in the slot. I've seen him outside. And for the life of me last year, if they wanted to really see a progression from Traquan Smith, then why? And you've seen that uh, guys like Ted Ginn Jr. would just appear disinterested. You know, they they just, even mm-hmm. though you see Ted running down, I mean, he had a terrible year last year, like what, 27 catches? That was absolutely yep. awesome. I mean, awful for a starting wide receiver opposite in the Saints offense. A Saints offense, mind you, supposed to be wide receiver friendly. But Traquan Smith, I thought, Bob, he should have gotten opportunities where you've seen an ineffective Ted Ginn Jr., uh, a disjointed Ted Ginn Jr. system. Perhaps last year could have been a year where you could have given him more reputations out there uh, in that position, at least would have helped with his confidence. Now he's facing third year with all of the pressure on him to perform. And like you, I think the Saints will take a wide receiver uh, because at the, 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 the pool of wide receivers in college coming out in the draft are just ridiculous. It's one of the deepest pools out there, talented wide receivers all over the place. And the Saints are not getting that production from Traquan Smith, a third-round pick, behind you. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. He is yet to show, and I've been saying, Traquan, where are you? You know, and, you know, the old Scooby-Doo thing, I'm over here. You know, but I just think that he's just – he's a guy that's just missing on so many levels, man. Missing on so many levels. But uh, if for those who just tuning in, we're talking to Mr. Mr. Bob Rose, who covers the Saints for Sports Illustrated – and the Saints News Networks and the Canal Street Chronicles. Three really good Saint websites, man, that do a lot of great information. So he's covering the Saints. He was good enough to come in and talk about the black and gold with the family members. And we appreciate the hell out of Bob for coming in and talking to the family members. Um, now it's the section we didn't ask, Bob. Do you have a few minutes, Bob, to kind of uh, answer questions from the great Saint Thank Tank? Sound like I ask you every damn thing, but... I mean, <laughs> they got some questions. You got a few minutes to kind of hang around and, and uh, take questions uh, from, from the live chat I, and call-ins? I do, yeah. All right. See, Bob's a great guy, man. He dedicated to the great Saints Think Tank and the, and the Who That Nation, uh, trying to give everybody answers. So, family, feel free. The live number to call in is 504-475-4482. 504-475-4482. Hold on here. Let me see if I can get that open here. Make sure here. 
Give me just a second. I'm opening up that second live line here, family, so everybody can chime in. But, yes, this is a great situation here. I think the Saints are looking pretty good. I love the points here. Live lines open, family. You can feel free to call in 504-475-4482. 504-475-4482. Live line is open. You can uh, ask Mr. Bob Rose Saints-related questions. What do you think, you know, dealing with the black and gold? Now is your chance to chime in. The live line is open for your call. Also, the chat as well. So I like to say what's up to some of the Black and Gold family members. Paul, Venom, Rage, Jose, Calderon, Extreme Plays. Well, who that to your son? I see my son's in the live chat as well. Good to see you, Metalhead. And the rest of them, who that to you, 985 Live. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, many, A lot of family members chiming as we talking to Mr. Rose. You know. Okay, we got a call coming in. How you doing? Thank you for calling the sports call. Who you speaking with? Hey, Pepper, how you, baby? <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, school? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well. Uh, Mr. Bob Rose, how are you, brother? Oh, what, he can't hear us? Oh, he can't hear me? Uh, one more time, Scoop. Oh, I said, uh, good afternoon, Bob. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I Thank you hear. so much for calling. I apologize. I can barely hear you on my end, though. Oh, yeah, likewise, Q. I think he's a little low on our side, too. Okay, I'm going to turn him up soon. Go ahead, Scoop. All right, so so my question for Bob, uh, I just wanted to be first, get it in and get it out, and get back on the line, on the chat line. Uh, I'm feeling like uh, we did a, a few good moves by bringing in some veterans because uh, we were kind of young in this league. Which I think we were averaging like the age of 26 and a half years old. And I think that may have been a bad thing uh, as it relates to how we were falling apart at the scenes going into the playoffs or in the playoffs. <clears throat> so my question is, uh, after signing these veterans and uh, like just bringing in much needed leadership, not only veterans, but real good leaders at their positions. Do you think we're getting slower and that may not be as good for us because younger guys bring more power and more speed? Or do you think we're gaining uh, a better strategy or a better advantage because we have leadership at these roles and, and veterans on the field who won't be making the same kind of mistakes? i.e. can't tackle Kittle running down the sideline, you know, that kind of thing uh, that, that really had a, a <clears throat> bad out, you know, turnout with the games, you know what I mean? So if you could just answer that, I'm going to kind of hang up right now just so I can hear you, you know, better possibly. It's a little better off of the phone, you know what I mean? So uh, other than that, Big Q, take it easy, have fun, and I'm going to be keeping listening to you right now. Appreciate you, Scoop. Yes, Definitely sir. appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for your support and uh, listening in. And, uh, boy, I mean, you did ask a great question. Uh, uh, what we saw from the Saints earlier in the decade, about midway through the decade, uh, was they were bringing in these big-name, older veteran kind of guys, uh, Paul Kruger, Jairus Bird, Brandon Browner, uh, you know, great for fantasy football, uh, you know, great for Madden. Uh, if you're playing a game of Madden. Uh, but those guys were older, past their prime. James Laurinaitis comes to mind, too. Um, and you know, we, we saw the results. Three straight seven and nine seasons. Uh, struggles, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, offensive breakdowns down the stretch of the uh, regular season. Um, what we've seen the Saints do over the last few years, A, they've, con uh, they've concentrated more on building their core through the draft. Uh, and that's why 
that's why we're sitting here on shows like this talking about, oh my God, you know, the Saints have so many big contracts coming up this year and next year and the year after. That's because all those rookies that they drafted are all coming back, uh, all wanting to get paid all at the same time, and rightfully so. Uh, but they mix that in with some brilliant free agent moves and younger guys, uh, guys that are coming into their second contracts, like the, the Mario Davis, uh, like the few really good years we've gotten out of Larry Warford so far. Uh, and Malcolm Brown was a great leadership signing, like you pointed out last year. Uh, and I think that that's what they focus more on this year. Uh, is the leadership aspect. The core of this team is still very young. Uh, I, you know, Cam Jordan is 30. Uh, Demario is 31. And we know, uh, you know, we knew Drew is a little bit up there himself in age. Uh, but outside of that, the, the amount of players on this Saints team that you look at that are 25, 26 years old, it's staggering. So this is still an extremely young team, and now they're seasoned because of their playoff experiences over the last three years. The leadership that they brought in, the guys like Emmanuel Sanders, who has won a Super Bowl championship and been to two others. Uh, a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, who has won two Super Bowl championships and been in the playoffs uh, with one of his teams, either the Saints or Eagles, seemingly every year of his career. Uh, Malcolm Brown with the Patriots last year. Those are the kind of guys uh, that are going to sort of take over your locker room when you get into December uh, and January and late January. And guys, I know, uh, you know Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, etc., Ryan Ramchek, I know you guys know how to get to the divisional playoff level. I know you know how to get to the championship level. This is what we did to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, and the similarities uh, of those type of signings with the type of players that Sean Payton brought in for that 2019. Uh, Jonathan Vilma, uh, Scott Shanley, Scott Fujita, uh, you know, a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball as well, you know, veteran type of guys. Uh, they're going to help your young guys out when it gets to those to, uh, when it gets to those type of situations. I don't think can be understated. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care for the fact that Emmanuel Sanders is 33 years old or Malcolm Jenkins is 32 years old either. So it's a valid question. You know, should we concern, be concerned about those guys breaking down late in the season? Uh, eventually, it's going to happen. Sure. Uh, but we haven't seen it from Emmanuel or Malcolm in the last two or three years. They are they are the marks of durability. Uh, and the fact that the Saints didn't sign them to a long-term deal, either one of them, that are going to cripple the team, uh, like you pointed out earlier, uh, I think is beneficial too. Uh, you know, so these are short-term signings with the eye on the immediate prize. But that's a great question to ask. Yeah, that that, that is. I appreciate Scoop for that really good question from Scoop. Uh, appreciate you with that answer too, Bob. Uh, got Bob Rose, man. Uh, covers the Saints for Sports Illustrated, the Saints News Network, and Canal Street Chronicles. Got a call on the line, family. How you doing? Who's calling? Hey, my man. This is Dwight from Orlando, Florida. How you doing, What's Bob? What's going on, Dwight? How you doing, fam? Nothing much. Q, uh, I have a question for Bob, just to get his opinion on something. Okay. <clears throat> um. Regarding linebacker, I'm thinking that we're looking for someone that's going to play that middle linebacker role. However, when I looked at Patrick Queen and I saw some of his tape, it seems sort of inconsistent, like he's not that thumper, a person that's going to attack the ball, that's going to attack the running back, that's going to do 
you know, the work of a thumper, however he does well in coverage, though. But mm-hmm. I was like, get, what is his opinion versus Kenneth Murray? Because Kenneth Murray seems like that type of person that, uh, that will definitely attack the runner, attack the ball. But from what I'm understanding, his ability to read defenses handicaps him. So, Bob, just give me your opinion. And and thank you so much for the call, uh, and thank you for the support as well. Uh, Patrick Queen versus Kenneth Murray, and I think we're going to see a mute. lot of different oh, hold on, people. Hold on just a second, Bob. Hold on just a second. Right, uh, mute your phone, fam, so uh, we don't get the feedback. You got feedback in, uh, in, your, in your call. Okay. All right. There you go. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry about that. Okay. No, I apologize. Uh, no, I think uh, – it's a very valid comparison, and you brought up some great points. Uh, it sounds like you have a real, uh, real good eye for football. So thank you for your question, uh, Patrick Queen versus Kenneth Murray of Oklahoma. We're going to see a lot of experts and mock drafts compare those two players over the next several weeks, not only for the Saints but other teams with linebacker needs as well. Uh, and you're right, uh, Queen is a little bit smaller uh, than you than what you'd like, especially from uh, from a middle linebacker kind of guy. Uh, but he has a similar build and a similar playing style to three guys that recently came out of LSU that I think have had some pretty good success in the NFL. Uh, that is Quan Alexander, Deion Jones, uh, and last year with Tampa Bay, Devin White. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I do think that Murray is more of a thumper, and Queen is uh, your better guy uh, to take on a tight end or back coming out of the backfield and pass protection. What I like out of Patrick Queen, though, uh, is his instincts. Uh, he, he does have an instinctual feel for what's going on in front of him and what's going on around him, uh, and he reacts extremely well. Both he and both Queen and Murray are stupendous athletes. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of athletic ability that they bring to the position. Uh, so it's kind of a push there. Uh, but if you're talking about a guy that's, you know, that you need to drop back in coverage uh, and, and take on a tight end or a back or maybe even a, a wide receiver uh, you know, coming over in an intermediate pattern, I'm going to take Patrick Queen. Uh, Murray is probably the stronger player against the run uh, to step up and fill a hole. Uh, but I've, very early in the draft process, I heard Kenneth Murray uh, being compared to Stephon Anthony. Uh, for two reasons, yeah. <laughs> uh, and don't get me wrong, I was a big fan of Anthony coming out of college. I had a little bit of egg on my face after that one. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, for for two reasons, Murray draws those comparisons. Number one, uh, he is a tremendous athlete, just like Anthony was coming out of Clemson. Right. And number two, uh, that's the, the instincts that you pointed out. Uh, the instincts are a little bit of a question with Kenneth Murray. His read and reactability, uh, you know, his feel for what's going on in front of him and what's going on around him. Uh, you know, folks, we have seen Saints linebackers, and you know, there's a laundry list of names that we could run down, uh, getting caught out of position uh, you know, because they just made the wrong reads. I don't really, and I'm not saying Kenneth, Kenneth Murray is, is that guy, uh, but when I compare his tape between he and Patrick Queen, I feel much more confident uh, in the instincts of a Patrick Queen stepping up in there. Uh, now, he's not going to be a, your Demario Davis or even A.J. Klein uh, kind of player for that matter. He can't take and the blo- what the blocker and what the ball carrier is going to do to him quick enough uh, to take the proper angle uh, and slice past the blocker instead of taking him on mono on mono. 
Um, you know, Kenneth Murray is your guy to take on a guy mano a mano, uh, but I don't care for Kenneth Murray's pass coverage abilities at this point. Uh, and it's, it, it's really splitting hairs. I mean, both, both kids are worthy of where they're going to be selected in the draft. I think both kids are probably penciled in for immediate starting uh, you know, positions. Uh, but if you put a gun to my head and said, Bob, you have to pick a linebacker with the number 24 selection, Kenneth Murray and Patrick, uh, Patrick Queen are both on the board who you're taking. I'm not going to hesitate. I'm taking Patrick Queen. I mm-hmm. think he has a better instinctual feel for the game. Yeah, you make a great point on that, Bob, about uh... – on Pat Queen, man, his physicality. And, I mean, if you look at him just per se, man, you say which both of these guys put Kenneth Murray and Pat Queen next to each other and say which one of these guys look like they're ready to play football tomorrow. <laughs> it's definitely Pat Queen in my opinion. Being that we have a boatload of, of, of highlight and film that we've been, I'm an LSU guy, so I've had the opportunity to watch Pat Queen play, and he's a hell of a player, man. You know, nothing against mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray, but I just I just like Pat Queen, his ability, so I agree wholeheartedly with Bob here. Got any more questions that the right for Bob? No, my man. I just, I just needed to be guided in that direction because you know me. I'm a diehard Saints fan all the way in Orlando, Florida, man. So with that being said – I just needed I just needed to know and I and I'm a huge LSU fan. I'm a huge LSU fan. But you know, the middle linebacker position is a position that we hit we hit and miss, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, other than Davis and it, who was it before him? Um the other linebacker that we had Vilma Man, we missed in that area so many times. So that was just a concern of mine. But I'm good. Thanks a lot, Bob. Thank you, Q. Appreciate you, my man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, DeWright. You be safe in Florida, my friend. Yes, sir. Who that? That was DeWright chiming in. Uh, we'll take one more call for Mr. Rose, man, and uh, and we're going to let him go. He's been so gracious and awesome with his time, man of grace and the, the great saints think tank asking great questions see this is the type of people we got to support our great saints think tank people and our who that nation bob rose is writing great content for ssi and the saints news network and uh canal street chronicles great insight great articles as well so we have to get behind and, and support uh those guys when they're doing terrific things we got to support them man so everybody if you're not familiar with Mr. Bob Rose, go to uh, you could just Google him, Google uh, Saints News Network and get there. Read his articles and share them in your social feed. That's how we do here. We support we support the who that nation. That's what we do. Got one more call. We're going to take for Mr. Bob Rose. And uh, here we go. Thank you for calling the great Saints. Thank tank. Who's speaking? Uh, you're the DJ. What's going on, DJ? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. All right, you got a question for Mr. Rose? Yeah, how you doing, Mr. Rose? I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan too, as well as the Pelican fan as well. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community 
of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, question. Um, do you draft a QB? Wait, no. I'm going to change that. Do you trade up to draft a QB within that third round to go in the second? Or do you draft a QB at all? Because, I, mean, I mean, come on, we got a 42-year-old throwing the ball. I mean, come on. Now, if he get, let's just see if, if our quarterback get hurt. You know what? I mean, you got to take some hell. I mean, like, no offense to take some hell. Because I think they should give him a chance. That the last three games of the season, they should give him a chance to, just to see what he could do. But what are your thoughts on the QB uh, spot? Hey, well, and thank you so much uh, for supporting the Saints and Pelicans both. Uh, it kind of stinks that the NBA season ended the way that it did, uh, but it looks like the, the Pelicans are set up for a long, uh, long and bright future as well. Uh, listen, a quarterback... Quarterback is the question that all of us try to avoid. Oh, excuse me for uh, a second, Bob. Let me get DJ mute your phone so uh, people can hear Bob without any interference, please. Hold on. All right, thank you, DJ. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry about that. Oh uh, no, thank you, and thank you again, uh, DJ, for your question. Uh, <laughs> listen, quarterback. Quarterback is the unavoidable subject at this point. Uh, and you're right. Uh, Drew is 41 years old. He'll be 42 by the time the playoffs roll around next year. Uh, and he is still playing at a high level. I don't think anybody would deny that. Uh, but I think at most he's got two years left. I know what Sean Payton said in the interview earlier this week. Uh, I, personally, I think Payton was just kind of yanking everybody's chains. Uh, but whether Drew has one more year or two more years left, the Saints have zero answers for who is going to replace him at this point. Uh, they lost Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. Uh, and we wish good luck to Teddy in Carolina, except for two times a year, of course. Uh, so I do think that it's a possibility that the Saints draft a quarterback this year. Uh, Jordan Love uh, from Utah State, an extremely talented young man, uh, a good thrower, has, you know, has the arm strength to make all the throws, uh, and he's a raw project. Uh, which is actually just fine because you don't need him to play. We hope you don't need him to play this year uh, and possibly not even play next year. Uh, would the Saints move up in this year's draft to get a quarterback, uh, to, gra- you know, to, to ensure that they get a Jordan Love or maybe a Jacob Eason from Washington? Uh, I personally don't think so uh, because this team is so close and only needs a few pieces for that championship run right now. 
that I think if they move up in the draft, uh, it's to identify a specific position player that Sean Payton covets, like they did with Marcus Davenport two years ago. He wanted a difference-making edge rusher. He thought he saw one in Davenport, and he moved heaven and earth to go get him. Eventually, I think that the Saints do just that for their quarterback as well, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Uh, you know, with the quarterback crop that's coming out in 2021, and obviously Trevor Lawrence from Clemson and Justin Fields from Ohio State top that list, uh, but there's a few other guys, not to mention the guys that are going to emerge during the course of the collegiate season. I have always believed that the Saints will draft Drew Brees' successor. I don't personally think it's Taysom Hill. Uh, and because of the free agency situation, I didn't think it was Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if a guy like Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts in this year's draft fall to maybe a third round uh, or a late second round where the Saints could conceivably trade up then and get him, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm a fan of Fromm personally. Uh, he has a good grasp for you know, for offenses. He doesn't have the arm strength that some of those other guys did. Uh, he's on the shorter side, uh, but his, his strengths are the ability to read defenses uh, and progress through his reads calmly uh, to keep those sticks moving. The same kind of thing that they said out of a young, uh, about a young quarterback coming out of Purdue in 1999, if I remember <laughs> correctly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those are heavy comparisons comparing Jake Fromm to Drew Brees. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts is on the opposite side of the spectrum. He played in an established program with Alabama and then Oklahoma, been in a lot of big games. Uh, you know, great athletic ability. Uh, his mechanics are kind of sloppy, in my opinion. Uh, but you have a guy like Sean Payton that can coach up mechanics and refine them. Uh, you know, so will the Saints move up in this year's first round to get a quarterback? Personally, I don't think so. Uh, if they sit at 24 and a Jordan Love or Jacob Eason is still there, that's possible. Or they could possibly move up earlier into the third round or late into the second to grab a guy like Hurts or Fromm. Uh, other than that, you if no move is made at quarterback this year in the draft, then you look at the Saints to move heaven and earth to get a quarterback early in the first round of next year's draft. I, uh, at that point, it's we're going to trade whatever we got to trade uh, to fill the quarterback uh, position because Drew is or is about to step away. Uh, so at some point, it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think they move up in the first round to do it this year, though. Yeah, that's very interesting, Bob. I mean. You know, I've often said uh, that you have a lot of quarterbacks that's available in this draft. And, of course, there was interest in Jordan Love. Uh, how how in love are, Jordan, uh, are the Saints with Jordan Love? <laughs> are, they, are they willing to leapfrog uh, or put something together to reach up and get him? I know the last time Sean Payton was this Google Gaga over uh, NFL quarterback, that was uh, Mahomes, who he repeatedly said after he didn't get him that he regretted not doing what he needed to do to get him. What was you, what you thinking about? What's your thought process on that? Uh, and you know what? That's a truly valid uh, comparison. And I think that they came out of that draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting yeah. Marshawn Lattimore. Right. Uh, but a, a lot of people have compared the skill set that Jordan Love uh, to the skill set that Patrick Mahomes had coming out of Texas Tech. Ah. Uh, I, I personally, I think Mahomes was a little bit more polished coming out of college than what Love is now. Uh, but love, love does have the tools, uh, and I, I don't think it would cost the Saints a bounty to move from 24 to maybe midway through the first round mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to, to go up and get love. Uh, I just 
I personally don't think that they need to do it. Mm. And that, you know, you, you asked how in love are the Saints with Jordan Love? Mm-hmm. Um, if they it, if they're sitting at twenty four and Love comes around, I do think they they take him. I don't think that they'll pass on him. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily think. Uh, that they're willing because of, and again, uh, everything draft and free agent contracts tie themselves together. They know that they might lose an Alvin Kamara. They know that they might lose a Demario Davis, uh, or again, with Davis, Anzalone, Kiko Alonso, and Craig Robertson's contracts are all up next year. So you call linebacker a need? Yeah, I'd say eventually he's got going to be a big need. Uh, you know, so they, they, I don't care how much of a salary cap wizard Mickey Loomis is, and he is a genius. Uh, you can't keep everybody. You're, you might lose a Camaro. You might lose a Demario Davis. Uh, you may lose a Marshawn Lattimore or Ryan Ramchek in two years. Uh, the Saints are very mindful of that. That's why we saw them pick two safeties in last year's draft because they had their eye on the potential free agency of Vaughn Bell this year and Marcus Williams next year. Uh, now, you have to uh, you have to deal with the fact that you know you, you have a 41 year old quarterback who's on his last season or two. Uh, you have an unproven guy in Taysom Hill as your number two guy without an uh, without a developed guy or even a raw talent for a potential future spot. Um, Saints uh, Saints don't have enough capital to move up and get a guy like Tua or certainly Burrow as much as the fan base would love that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they have the ammunition to move up to get a Justin Herbert. Uh, the consensus fourth guy down is Jordan Love, cl- followed closely by Jacob Eason, uh, who Mike Dettelier, uh tells us has an absolute gun for an arm uh, and can make all the throws himself. Uh, you know, so a, a guy like Love or Eason, uh, if they're there at pick 17 or 18, wouldn't surprise me if the Saints did pull off a pick to uh, a, a, a trade to move up a little bit, um, because they know that they have the New England Patriots sitting right. And what the Patriots are key in all this. Uh, the Patriots have a quarterback need of their own that is much more immediate and needs to be filled than what the New Orleans Saints do. Uh, and the Patriots have either the 22nd or 23rd pick. Irregardless, they would have to leapfrog a team like New, uh, New England uh, to get a guy like Love or Eason uh, if they truly fell in love with him. Uh, yeah, no, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Drew, Drew, Drew's successor is going to come out of the draft, be it this year or next year. Uh, I'm on record as saying I thought it, I think it'll be next year, and I think that they'll uh, fill other needs this year. Uh, but we know if they identify a need, say wide receiver, and there's a couple of cornerbacks that can go uh, in day two uh, as well. That could be a, a long-term starter. Uh, if they feel like they can grab their guys to fill their immediate needs now while still using a first-round pick on a quarterback who ideally isn't going to play this year, uh, then Sean will pull that trigger. Um, I mean, you know, we, we know he rolls the dice uh, in the draft room. Um, where, you know, the virtual draft room has, has just been announced today, as mo- many of us had expected it to be. Uh, you know, we, we know he rolls the dice and he doesn't stay conservative. Uh, so, you know, the draft is going to be extremely entertaining. But, yeah, Drew's successor will come through the draft. I personally think it'll be next year. Uh, but there's, there's those names that you mentioned, Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, Later on, Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts, a uh, very good question to ask. Uh, and so tough to answer. None of us have the answer for this one. Right. Uh, we might have a pretty good feel for other positions, but why, uh, the, the, 
quarterback, you just you put him in a blender and go because none of us have any feel. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely true. We don't know. We all turned and twisted on what what is what is he doing at the quarterback position. The total adverse of what it was actually last year when we thought they had it all figured out with Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> sitting behind Drew and the Taysom there. I'm like, man, we have the best quarterback situation in the NFL. And then you turn the page to today. <laughs> what the hell happened? Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> in Carolina now. <laughs> and Taysom, we uh, Sean Payton once said that he was going to have Taysom Hill signed. Uh, before free agency, well, guess what? We're we're in and beyond free agency now. In the in the in the deepness of free agency now, and Taysom still hanging out there on that first round tender. So I mm-hmm. mean, it's a lot of stuff to be said about that. But DJ, uh, there is any other question for Mister Rose? Uh, no, I mean, if, if, if he's your guy, we are going to definitely. Breeze is successful next year. I mean, I like wild wait, and, and with, I mean, if they do jump a quarterback this season, wild wait to next year, and he can sit behind Breeze within these last two seasons. That's as I'm saying. Wild wait to his final season to draft a QB. And I feel like if you do that, we're gonna be like uh, the Cardinals with a uh, Carla Murray or, or somebody. You know, I, hey, that's just my opinion, but hey, that, that's fine with me. Um, I know pretty sure whatever we need to win next season, we're going to hopefully get it in the draft. Whether we go defense on the 24th pick, go offense on the uh, third round, and, and, and recycle each pick. And then you still got to get the draft the free agent. So, it is what it is, so I'm done. All right, DJ, appreciate the question uh, for Mr. Rose, man. Who that to you and be safe out there, family? Yeah, thank uh, you, DJ. You too. All right, appreciate you. All right, uh, I appreciate that question from DJ and the rest of the family members. Uh, Bob, one more question coming out of the chat for you about uh, quarterback James Morgan. Are you familiar about him? What are your thoughts on quarterback James Morgan? Um Where's this kid from? Florida International? Yeah, Florida International. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Morgan is a guy that we've heard uh, that, that Sean really likes, uh, and he does like those small school guys uh, from any position and has had success with them uh, at different positions as well. Uh, and James Morgan is a guy who's obviously not going to go in the first round and don't think he's going to go in the second. Uh, early projections had him going on day three, uh, but again, he's a quarterback. He's got a lot of physical tools uh, that are going to entice a lot of scouts. Uh, so you might see him jump a guy with some physical limitations like Jake Fromm. Uh, but, uh, you know, James Morgan, I, I have to be honest, I've seen very little film on him. Uh, but, you know, the stuff that I've read, uh, you know, he goes through his progressions pretty well, uh, goes through his reads well. Uh, athletic. Uh, you know, moves around in the pocket uh, and has the necessary ar- arm strength uh, and accuracy to make all the throws. Uh, now, obviously, coming from a program like Florida International, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest question about him is going to be the level of competition uh, that he faced while in college. 
Uh, and I usually brush that off with other you know, with guys at other positions, but I think it's valid at the quarterback position. Uh, but again, if a guy like Morgan is sitting there in the third round, uh, or especially the fourth round, and you feel like he has the tools to lead your team into the future, you don't need him to play this year. So this is the year that you do take a flyer on a guy from a smaller school. Uh, you know, we saw a guy like uh, you know, Tony Romo out of Eastern Illinois, uh, you know, a few, you know, more than a few years back, obviously. Uh, you know, the, a guy like that needed uh, a little bit of time to sit on the sidelines of an NFL team uh, and you know, dip his feet into the pool, as it were, uh, you know, with some preseason act- activity rather than just throw him to the wolves as a highly regarded first-round draft choice. So that's what a guy like Morgan uh, from Florida International would have to do. He would need a year or two behind Breeze. But again, as long as you have Breeze, now is the time to pull the trigger on a move like that. Yeah, I agree with you. What more better benefit could you have than to have a guy, a young quarterback that has the the honor of the privilege to be able to sit behind a quarterback like Drew Brees for a year or maybe mm-hmm. two years, perhaps. I mean, you could ask for no greater uh, uh, three or four quarterback to be tutored by, by Drew. So, I mean, I actually agree with you on that. I think that would be a, ter- a terrific move. But there is a bevy of different quarterbacks that's available that might be available if the Saints are interested in these guys. Anthony Gordon, that's mentioned in the chat out of Washington State, uh, he's an interesting commodity. Yeah. How far does Jalen Hurts? A lot of people don't feel too good about Jalen Hurts. How far does he drop in the draft? And uh, how interested are the Saints uh, looking at him? So it's, it's like the, the quarterback question is so crazy. Uh, Taysom Hill, and I just view him as a gimmick man. I just don't think Sean Payton sees him as a future quarterback. And when he signs a one-year tender, people going to understand the, the case. I, I'm sorry, I just don't see. You can make you call him the franchise, and he's done what thrown less than 15 passes. I just mm-hmm. I, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, from a logical standpoint to, to kind of to, you know, to put that level on uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, he's a terrific athlete, but the future, the franchise quarterback, I think you biting off a little bit uh, much than you could chew on that one, Coach Payton. But I mean, but that's the thing. But I like the uh, hey, I, I thank you big time for coming on here. And uh, man, you've been terrific, man. You've been patient. I heard your baby in the background. Finally woke up, buddy. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 heard, I, heard, I heard the baby in the background, buddy. <laughs> Mommy's keeping him corralled, but he uh, when he when he got up, I wandered into the into the kitchen at the ah. other end of our house, and uh, he he came toddling in, holding his Saints football. So he knew what Dad was doing. So <laughs> he talking Saints with those crazy Saint people uh-huh. out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. We have been talking. I appreciate you giving us your time. And Bob, let me offer this this invitation. Man, you are more than welcome at any time to come on and talk Saints football with us, man. We love you. We appreciate you giving your time. You've been so gracious with us today. Uh, We thank you for all the great information, the great on point commentary. Uh, the pieces that you write, we just appreciate the hell out of you, man, from the Who That Nation, from the bottom of my heart, straight to you and your family, man. Thank you very much. And you more than welcome, my friend, at any given time to come on here and talk some more Saints football. So don't be a stranger. I, I definitely won't be. It was such an honor and a privilege uh, to join not only yourself today, uh, but everybody that tuned in to listen. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your support. I, it, it, we love you guys. We really do because you you make our jobs easier. Uh, you know, you, you ask us the questions, you give us the support. Uh, we, we love getting a feel 
uh, and kind of being your voice. We truly take that, uh, you know, take that mindset uh, to heart. Uh, we want to be your voice towards who that nation and everybody else. Uh, so without your support, this couldn't be possible. Uh, but yeah, I hope this isn't the first time that you and I uh, have to sit down uh, or get to sit down together, excuse me. Uh, but it's been an honor and a privilege uh, to be with you today. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Bob. And definitely, buddy, we're going to have you back as we get a little close to the draft. Uh, perhaps maybe we can uh, make an appointment with you and your busy schedule to come on back in in uh in a few weeks or so, uh, to kind of uh, as the draft gets closer, maybe we can get some more uh, talk, some more Saints with you. For sure, I'd love to. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Bless you. Be safe, you and your family. Who that family? And you the same. Who that? Who that? That's Bob, man. Bob Rose, man from uh, SI, man uh, from the Sports Illustrated, who covers the Saints for Sports Illustrated and the Saints News Network and Canal Street Chronicles. All very Really excellent media operations, man. Sports, uh, the Saints News Network, terrific in their coverage in the Saints. Canal Street Chronicles are one of my favorite uh, Saints-related websites that I read from time to time alone with the Saints Newswire and uh, NOLA.com, The Advocate, and a few other uh, Saint resources that the great Saints Think Tank family like to chime in. So, man, I tell you, this was great, man. So, I mean, oh, Saints, uh, by just he's on the Saints News Network, Scoob, the Saints News Network. Uh, you can Google that and you, you'll pull up his articles and his pieces that he write. But Bob is terrific, man. We thank you, Bob, for chiming in. He also writes for the Canal Street Chronicles. He has the Saints News Network. He's a part of that as well. So um, um, very busy fellow across multiple platforms. All very excellent Saints commentary, by the way. Uh, for the family. So we like to thank him. That's what we had in the great Saints Thank Tank today. Mr. Bob Rose from Sports Illustrated, man. And it's been an honor and a pleasure to talk with him. So thank him and thank his family for giving us some time. As you can hear this baby <laughs> in the background. And I talked to him early before the show started. And he I, he, he said that his baby was asleep. And I said, okay, well, we, we about to talk to a bit. And really, he, he spared us. He had about 45 minutes that he could spare it. As you can see how good of a person he is, he actually carried well beyond that. So we thank him for being able to get on the show and talk Saints um, uh, football with us. So I just want to say, man, that uh, I appreciate all the great black and gold family members chiming in the live stream today. Please hit the like button, family. We have some great content as we continue to, to, uh, to kind of uh, help get away from so to speak all of the news of things that's going around in society hopefully uh this hour and some change has been uh a kind of a, a a brief break from you from all of the monotony of everything that's out there and the things that we're going through right now in this country but i like to thank all those involved for coming on we had a another contributor uh, a week or so ago from the who that dish and mr terry kimball he was excellent and then mr bros today and we're going to continue the trend of getting quality really great uh reporters and writers on the show as well so i mean it's been a great thing but like i've said it's because of you and i appreciate the love school i appreciate the love kevin <laughs> and everybody else but man let me tell you family I, we can't do this without you man we got a good team here at the pro media network and uh we have a great family base not fan base, but family base a great family base of people who continue to show support via Patreon and other means. And as you go hard, and it's because of your level of dedication and support that I have to go harder in the paint, baby. Got to go hard in the paint, baby. And that's what I do. I go hard in the paint for the family members 
and I dig deep for the family members to provide great content as best we could here uh, for the family. So I like thank all the family members chiming in as well. Uh, Cedric Mosley, who that to you? I see your family, who that to you, Charles? I see you, Chad, who prove who that to you as well. Lance Kelly, who that to you? Joy, Venom Rage, Derek L. Who- Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who that to you, Derek? I see your family. Good to see you. Lionel, what's up, Lionel? How you doing, family? Who that to you? Good to see you in the chat. Charles Mayfield, who that to you as well? Giving a shot. Demi, good to see you that Demi as well. Jose, DLP, all the family members. New iPad, big ups to you as well. Good to see y'all in the live chat. Big ups to the family members chiming in. Gundam 13, big ups to you as well. Appreciate the callers, man. The right DJ. And Scoob, <laughs> Scoob calling it as well. So I thank all y'all for calling in today. It's been an excellent show. Been absolutely terrific. I love it. And everybody. So I like to say, uh, please hit the like button, family. Please hit the like button. Please hit the like button. And before I go, I want to just give a shout out to the family members and let everybody know that the PRO Media Network shows continue to come out the uh, Spreaker.com, 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 Spreaker.com slash the sports coma. Who that to you, Scoop the DJ D- uh, Damone? What up, Damone? Good to see you, fam. Damone Harden, uh, big ups to you. Spreaker.com slash the PRO Media Network is where you listen to the audio streams. Our YouTube channel for the visual streams, the Spreaker.com slash the sports coma for the audio streams. When you're at work and you can't get the, you know, with the YouTube or not, but if you want to listen to it in audio format, it's available on Spreaker.com slash the sports coma links available uh, are available in the description section. And also let the family members know if you want to su- support the platform, because we continue to turn out good, great content, bring more great guests on, and we're going to keep on doing it, keep on doing it. So you can support the platform in many different ways. We have the pro shop. Where you can feel free to go to the pro shop, buy yourself a shirt or a coffee mug or whatnot. The proceeds go from the pro shop back into the platform to empower it. So whatever we're doing, we are self-funded, meaning we're self-funded, meaning we don't get anything from nobody. We're an independent operation. So if you feel like you want to help out the platform by picking up a really nice shirt, we got over 30 different design, designs of shirts, coffee mugs, 
uh, uh, towels, leggings, uh, what is it? Socks, all kind of stuff. Dozens, dozens of hundreds of products available at the pro shop. Feel free to go there and take a look and see what you like. This is a couple of examples. Some of the show, uh, God is a Saints fan, part three, the newest edition of it coming up. Thank you, Crass, for your donation, family. Thank you, D uh, Kevin, as well, for your D for your donation as well. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. And those are some of the examples. That shirt is the Great Saints Think Tank. We are the Great Saints Think Tank. There's actually a shirt out there, family, that we are the Great Saints Think Tank. There'll be a a coupon code or a discount code that we will put up on the community section tonight to give you a discount on gear at the pro shop. But that's a few examples of some of the gear that's available at the pro shop. Remember over 30, over 30 different uh, selections of it is available. And of course, another way to do it besides the pro shop is becoming a patron, becoming a patron of the platform uh, by spending a dollar a month, just a dollar a month, a dollar a month gets you, uh, to the, we turn it into something family we turn it into great things here we we know how to take a little and make a lot with it so i mean a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars whatever you want the pro media network is the is the real deal patreon.com slash the pro media network is for the patreon we have a lot of great family members that's a part of it that support us and that's why we go hard in the paint and also when you become a member of the patreon family you can of course see the latest show that we have, which is on Q with Big Q, which is we talk about entertainment. We talk about sports. We talk about other things on the show as well. That's available. Uh, only content available on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash the PRO Media Network for more details. So that is some of the things that we talk about, family. And it's just been, like I said, it helps the platform out exponentially. Besides what you do, sharing. If you share the platform on Facebook, the Faith Saints Facebook groups, it helps out tremendously. It helps out tremendously. So I'm doing my part. I appreciate the family members for what y'all doing. Y'all doing your part as we continue to move forward together in these difficult times. So I thank you guys for all you do. Thank Bob Rose for coming on from Sports Illustrated. Thank you, Bob. And we're going to have Bob back, man. Bob is an honorary member of the Great Saints Think Tank. So is Terry Kimball. We're going to have some more guests on as we continue to move forward. And let me tell you something, family. Great. It don't matter what line of profession you in or if you are who that person and you talking uh, who that talk, man, listen, you, we, we could sit down and we could talk. We could talk. We could talk to the reporter, uh, extended family members from the reporter sides. We could talk to the player side. So it's a lot of people. You can come and talk when you talk at football. And you know football, we can, it don't matter what field of expertise you're in, you can, we can sit down and have a really good discussion. So thank Bob Rose. Thank you, Bob. And we'll have Bob on uh, in the future. Thank you, Terry, too. Terry Kimball, uh, who was on uh, the week prior. And thank all the beautiful family members for chiming in the live stream tonight. Thank you. We will be back later on uh, in the middle of the week show. We'll come back with another fantastic content. Uh, there'll be some more videos and stuff as, as in the likes release as well. So Thank all the beautiful family members for chiming in. Go to the pro shop. Please like the show. Please share the show. And if you aren't a subscriber, feel free to subscribe. The Sports Coma family is growing rapidly. As you can see, we're getting really great people coming on. And we all always have really good content. But when you get really great people, it just make everything work even better. So I thank y'all for all you do. You see, we serious here. We pushing forward. This ain't no game. We, 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 we going for the, we swinging for the fences, baby. Home run, baby. We swinging for the fences. A lot of family members ask, say, Q, where your reverend, where reverend saints at? 
And I and I did I didn't see your comments until after I got off the lot. So I say to my say, baby, you so I'm swinging for the fences, baby. Let me tell you something, baby. I'm gonna tell you something, baby. I'm off top, baby. Off top, baby. Let me tell you something. The great saints think tank, baby. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, baby. The great saints think tank, baby. Been out five years, baby. Been doing it, baby. Who that to you, Donovan? I see you, baby. Let me tell you something. The great saints think tank, baby. We doing it, baby. We all we doing it, baby. We growing every day, baby. We growing. We growing, baby. Thank you. Thank you, all the beautiful black and gold families out there. I love you, baby. Who that to you, baby? Telling you, baby. We just, this is how you do it, baby. But thank all y'all out there. I know I ain't been saying it in a while. But who that to you? Thank you for joining us uh, to the show. Hit the like button, family. Subscribe. And above all, if you feel free in your hearts, go to patreon.com slash the PRO Media Network and sign up. We'll be doing the show tonight, matter of fact, from RQ with Big Q. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. The NBA's ideas of how the season going to progress, as well as other news pertaining to the other the situation going on. Very enlightening show going on on RQ with Big Q tonight. If you're not a subscriber, go to patreon.com slash the PRO Media Network. So, uh, sign up. Thank you for joining us tonight, man. I love y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. Y'all stay prayed up. Remember, like I always say, who that to you, Sub-Zero? I see you, family. Uh, Devin, I see you. Devin, who that to you? Devin, who that to you, fam? I see you. Keep your head up. Don't fear. Whatever you do, do not fear anything. Do not fear. Approach everything with a critical mind, an open heart, full of love, but not fear. Not fear. Please, no fear. Thank you, family. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Who that? Peace. I'm out. Yeah. Well, all right. Like you always say, welcome, welcome, welcome. Number one sports talking deed. We ain't like the Falcons. We won't blow the lead. Look, all we talk is who that? Who got cut and who back? Rookies in the vets. Players you should look at. It's the sports coma. You don't want to miss it. Got the pre-game, party, post-game statistics. Get a visit for Swain. Maybe DC or five. It's the hottest thing smoking. Big Q in the guys. Go to YouTube and live. Make sure you subscribe. In the views inside the Saints locker room high. Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Peyton. New Orleans, who that nation? Best believe when I say we be golden black. Ain't a miracle or rivalry could ever hold us back. No, Beast Quake, Bounty Gate, let the truth be told. It's the sports coma. All we know is say Super Bowl. Yeah. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.